0: Hello, friends, and welcome to RobCast93. And uh, this is part two of a series called Learning to Lament on pain, loss, suffering, and heartache. Uh, And this is part two, and it's called Widow, Slave, Mother. Now, in this series, what I'm doing is uh, I'm taking you through this book of Lamentations in the middle of the Bible, and you would easily miss it if you were skimming through, is this collection of five poems. And these five poems are about the devastation of the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was destroyed. Only a few people were left in the city while everybody else was hauled off to Babylon, roughly the year 500 BC. And out of this destruction come these poems. Um, In the poems, God doesn't speak. In, in some senses, God is on trial. The suffering's all blamed on God. So it's this really interesting, how um, did a group of poems survive in the Bible where God doesn't speak? God isn't really defended. It's all God's fault. And even the fifth poem kind of comes to a crashing halt with God restore us, or maybe you're too angry. I mean, this these poems are furious with God. And uh, so so whether or not you believe in God, whether or not you... It's just important to read them as human poems that come out of devastation. And at some point, we'll get into why the poet speaks about the divine like the poet does. We'll get into all that in a little while. So um, you don't have to believe in God or have a religious background or whatever to see the humanity, Um, you could even substitute ultimate being or spirit or the universe for God here simply as why has this happened? Why has life gone this way? How was this allowed to occur? Um, And actually the word lamentations means how. Um, It's like how essentially is what the word means in Hebrew. We'll get into more of that later. There's so much here. It's like I'm literally, in putting this series together, there's so much here that I'm having to like uh, discipline myself to stay on like a couple of ideas at a time just because these poems are so loaded with insight and wisdom and depth. about what it means to be a human being, what it means to be angry, what it means to weep, what it means to suffer... Uh, So, five poems, there are three characters in the poems. There's a woman, there's a narrator, and there's a man, but the man doesn't show up until poem three, and he's, just in the few lines he has, well, once again, we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, what's really interesting is... Right away, it starts with the narrator. The narrator says how deserted lies the city once so full of people. How like a widow is she. Now notice that the city is a she. She's various things in the poems, but the narrator describes the city as a woman. How like a widow is she who was once great among the nations. And then next line, she who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. Uh, Her foes, verse 5, have become her masters. Her enemies are at ease. The Lord has brought her grief because of her many sins. Her children have gone into exile captive before the foe. So right away, we get three images in the first five verses. She's a widow, she's a slave, and she's a mother. So we've only had the narrator's voice so far. The narrator refers to the destruction of the city, refers to the city as a she, and and, and refers to the city, this woman, as a widow, a slave, and a mother right away in the first five verses. So a couple questions. Which one is she? how can a city be a slave? How can a city be a mother? How can a city be a widow? Who was her husband? If she's a slave, who bought her? How much did they pay for a city? How much does a city cost? If she's a mother, who are her kids? Who is the husband? Who are her parents? How can a city be all of these things at the same time? when she can't actually literally be any of these things because cities aren't she's. They don't have gender. These questions are ridiculous, right? You're with me, right? Those questions I just asked are absurd. If you apply a certain kind of logic to them, they fall apart, and yet they're true. And not just true, they're more than literally true. Here's the thing. There are no lists or formulas in Lamentations. What you get in Lamentations is poetry. You get this figurative language. You get metaphor. Uh, there's one line, all your enemies open wide their mouths against you. They gnash their teeth. Well, well, well were the enemies really opening wide their mouths? Or uh, the ramparts and walls lament. Wait, okay. Can walls weep? Can, can walls grieve? No. Or the enemy has swallowed up Israel. Well, the Babylonians came and destroyed uh, Jerusalem. Did they swallow? Did they swallow it up? Or this line: uh, the wrath was poured out like fire. Well, how do you pour out fire? The, you pour out liquid, but fire isn't liquid. Or there's one phrase in in a. Lamentations with a cloud of anger. What do you mean a cloud? How can anger be a cloud? Anger is like an emotion. It's a response. It's not like a, something that hangs in the air. Or um, all who honored her despise her. Here's one of the lines. For they have seen her nakedness. How does how, how can a city be naked? You, you see where we're going with this. There are no lists or formulas in Lamentations. What you get images. What you get are pictures. What you get is poetry. It's not a collection of poems reporting on the precise facts of what happened. It's not like there's like a report, like a spreadsheet. 317 people had their eyes gouged out while the eyeballs dangled from the sockets on 132 of them, which Yeah, it's a bit gross. I mean, it doesn't say like 611 people ate their young. 412 fathers buried their infant daughters. It's not a reporting of facts and figures. What you find here are images and pictures and associations. Why? Because when you suffer, literal language often fails you. When you suffer, literal language often fails you. What you're left with are images and pictures and associations. Enemies opening wide their mouths. She's like a widow. She's like a slave. She's like a mother whose children have been ripped away from her. What you have here is the narrator takes something people would have been familiar with. A widow who's lost her husband a mother who's lost her children, uh, a slave who's been bought and sold. What the narrator, narrator does is take an experience people would have been familiar with. They would have seen and says, the destruction is like this. The devastation is like that. What the narrator does is take experiences people would have had and places them side by side with their current pain and says, it's like this. I was uh, speaking at Google recently. And uh, so it was my first time on the Google campus. And I got to see the people riding the yellow and red and green bikes. And uh, there's 30,000 employees in the Go- at the Google campus in Silicon Valley. And, and I got driven around and given a tour. And uh, I ate because there's like 20 restaurants and there's free food everywhere exactly like uh, you've heard and exactly like the movie The Intern. Um, And I learned all this that it's mostly engineers and mostly dudes um, and they're building extraordinary things, essentially making the world's information accessible. It's absolutely staggering and uh, inspiring at one level to see just what these people are doing. And, uh, I got to hear about code and I got to hear literally like two sentences into code and people talking about code and I'm lost. I I know nothing. I know nothing about (laughs) any of this. I'm recording this podcast on QuickTime if that tells you how much I know about all this sort of thing. Um, but there's 30,000 people in this one tight area tackling massive projects to make the world's information organized and accessible. It's, Amazing. Now, the modern world that you and I know of, it was built on laws and systems and code and data and facts and evidence. And it's incredible. And we have benefited immeasurably from this. We don't have polio. We do have airports. We have 10,000 songs in our pockets. We have hospitals. Uh, I can record this and then we can put it online and tomorrow you can listen to it. Absolutely unbelievable. But some dimensions. Of the human experience can't be engineered. Some pain, there is no code for it. Some heartbreak cannot be solved with a better algorithm. Are you with me? Some experiences exist in different categories than logic, reason, and rational thought, some pain there isn't an app for. I know this is totally obvious, but it's really, really important that we keep coming back to this truth. Suffering is not an intellectual exercise. It exists in a different category. Are you going through something now? The breakup of a relationship, a a partner who doesn't want to get healthy and and journey with you, uh, loss of a job, cancer, disease. uh, And what happens is our minds race trying to figure it out. Uh, Whether there was an accident or somebody hurt you, it's, it's like we have this part of us that shifts into overdrive. Why did they do this? What were they thinking? How come? The word lamentations means how. It's not why, it's how. And there's a difference. Because when you suffer, it's less about analysis and more about expression. And the reason why the narrator and these poems are filled with all these images and pictures and associations is because when you suffer, what you do is you give it expression analysis will only get you so far until you'll just be plunged further into the mystery. I don't know. I don't know why that happened. I don't know why she did that. I don't know why the body did that. Lamentations is not about figuring it out intellectually. It's about giving the pain expression. By the way, this is why you love music. This is why we love music is because you don't need to understand the lyrics to understand the lyrics. Are you with me? Yeah, this is why we're listening to more music than ever. Uh, Because oftentimes what music does is it accesses and it gives expression to that which exists beyond the mind and the intellect. This, by the way, is the power of the the Bible. Uh, Historically, your tribe or your community or your family or your people, you had rituals and rites to give expression to your pain. You had prayers and language. So traditionally and historically, people lived in the midst of a tribe or a family or a community that had specific ways to give expression to the full range of human experience, love, loss, euphoria, heartbreak, terror, fear, um, death. You had dances, poems, prayers, liturgies. Um, you had things you did with your body. You had paint, you had noise, you had color, you had, uh, the march, the parade, the walk, um, the sit. You traditionally, human beings understood intuitively that pain, suffering, loss, and heartache, joy, desire, lust, longing, all need expression. And and what has happened is that you and I live in a modern world in which millions and millions and millions of people do not have communities and do not have rites and rituals to give this sort of expression so we're having these experiences and yet don't know how to give it expression in synagogues they literally once a year there's a uh, a time when they read the book of lamentations and everybody comes and you acknowledge and grieve everything you've lost over the past year it's that straightforward That if you don't mark it, if you don't acknowledge it, if you don't give it expression, then it's in there somewhere. And so what you have in Lamentations is you have like a master class in how to give expression to pain, loss, suffering, and heartbreak. And the first lesson is you're probably not going to find literal, factual language very satisfying. He said something unkind to me. My feelings were hurt. It caused me to challenge the goodness of humanity. See what I mean? Like, no, he kicked me in the stomach. It was like he grabbed my throat and pulled my esophagus out. You with me? Do you see how the moment you shift from sort of wooden factual reporting to image to over the top, some call it giantesque language? Now we're getting at it. She stabbed me in the back and then she twisted the knife you with me? She didn't actually step. And yet that's the closest you can get to what it was really like. That's how you give expression to the full range of human experience. And this is why when people argue, side note, by the way, when people argue about whether or not the Bible has errors, it is most demeaning, or is the Bible inerrant, or is it factual? If you want to deny if you want to demean the Bible and completely miss the point, then take part in a discussion like that. This book is after something way, way, way more profound. It's working to give you language for your experiences. And that language will often be metaphor, figure, poetry. That language will often be over the top. It'll have innuendo, it'll have blood dripping from it. You with me on that? Because this book is going after something much, much, much deeper than whether or not there are factual errors. Talk about missing the point. In Lamentations, what you have is a masterclass in how to be human. And central to being human is the very real suffering we all go through, the pain that's all around us all the time. So uh, sometimes I'll hear people say, you know, do you think spirituality is relevant? I'll be like, what that question is so insane. What world are you living in that you don't know anybody who's in pain or who's confused, who's overwhelmed, who's uh, under the grip of worry and anxiety and stress? Right, right, it's all around us all the time. To have a spiritual path is simply to acknowledge that what you are experiencing needs expression, and we live in a world that is starving to give expression to that which hovers within, the highs, the lows, and everything in between. And it begins when you move from just reporting the facts to finding the images and the metaphors and the language for how it really feels. So uh, let's end this personally. Why did she make that decision? I don't know. Why won't he get help? I don't know. Why did they break your heart? We don't know. Why won't she listen? I don't know. Why are they supporting that candidate? I have no idea. Why won't she consider another perspective? I don't know. Why did he break up with you? I don't know. And if we did know, it would just move the mystery down a layer. I don't know, neither do you, we may never know. Why are people cruel? Why are people morally bankrupt? Why will some people step on whoever they need to to get what they're trying to get? I don't know. You and I could come up with all sorts of explanations. We could look at their past. We could see how maybe they had been hurt somewhere along the way. We could talk about the power of money and fame. We could, we, we could do all that. But the thing that you're going through right now, even if you could get answers, it would just create more mystery. And so often what happens is we get locked in the intellect. It's enslaved us. And so what happens is your mind is racing trying to figure this thing out. But pain, loss, suffering, and heartbreak exist in a different category. It is not an intellectual exercise. It's not about analysis. It's about expression. So whenever you ask those sorts of questions, you come from a long line of people who have asked the same kinds of questions. Lamentation means how... It's totally normal, and yet we may be asking the wrong questions because the better response isn't a question, it's expression. You feel it. You get it out. You rage if you have to. You listen to music loudly. You get angry if you need to. You go to your favorite restaurant if you need to. You're grieving. Let yourself grieve. You're lamenting. Let yourself lament. You're using different language. It's over the top. It's spiked. It's loaded. It's foul. You're cursing. You're in some sort of poetry, but it's angry, fiery poetry. Yes, of course. Yes, give it expression. Grieve it. Lament it. Let yourself put language on that pain. Let yourself Be human. Now, uh, next episode, I want to talk about shock because there's there's a sub-theme of shock that extends way into these poems. And uh, the more I've sort of explored this shock, the more I've realized how much shock is so central to learning to lament. Grace and peace, my friends.